Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. podcasts and uh still not good at these intros guys i'm gonna get there i swear uh we have a slight change normally we'd be in the unpop studio but today we're actually in my living room but everything sounds better and for that we have hero casey clark to thank oh shucks uh we're not using my terrible task cam so you don't have to hear my guinea pigs or air conditioning in the background zoom forever uh, <laughs> but uh, we're taking a brief break from talking about Los Angeles after a three-episode Los Angeles murder map arc. The downloadable map will be coming soon. Actually, our guest today hooked me up with the artist for it. Today we have Brian Cox. Hello. Uh, you hooked me up with Kyle Smith, who's doing the artwork uh, for yeah, it. Yeah, he does oh, a lot of art. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good dude. Yeah, and his art is fantastic. Yes, it and is. what we have is... Uh, all of the locations people brought up in the murder ma- map arc are being drawn into a line map of Los Angeles. Oh, that's tight. So if you visit, you can listen to the episodes and the crimes that happen there and follow the map and read along with it. That's way tight. I've nice. always wanted to like make my own book on tape, essentially, and this is what that is. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, so I, I'm really excited to have Brian on, mostly because we're talking about a place that I know nothing about. It's true. Uh, yeah, going to be talking about my hometown, Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, man. Do you know anything about Wilmington, Casey? I know when I, f- when I first met Brian, he was still living there. It's true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I came out here and visited once during the summer, and I saw Casey and Kyle's band play at the Cobalt Cafe. Shouts Cobalt. R.I.P. Yeah, th- we're going to be hearing a lot of that this episode. A yeah, lot of Brian told me the on. running theme <laughs> is, is great places that don't exist anymore. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, for me, that was a lot of, I just, oh, wow, I just realized I got sentimental for, like, places that don't exist anymore, and all three places in a row that flashed in my head were Caro's Diners. <laughs> huh. You're, because you're from Southern California, Yeah, right? I'm from Southern California. Yeah. okay. And they don't have Caro's here anymore, and I was just like, man, the places that don't exist, and my brain went through, like, an I will remember you feed, and they were just <laughs> all Caro's. Dude, they used to be Caro's and see me. That shit was fucking lit. Dude. I loved Caro's. They had the best home fries of any diner experience. Mm-hmm. They're, like, puffy, but creamy on the inside somehow. Oh, oh so it's, like, a breakfast diner, or yeah. I've never been to one? It's, well, it's kind of like a Denny's, but, like like not as corporate and like kind of just like a I don't know just it doesn't it doesn't quite have the chain feel to it even though it's 100% a chain okay um, okay it's like a better Cocos yeah that's a way that's a better way of putting yeah. it I Do you see. know what Cocos is? No, I don't. But I didn't there's all, there's still a Cocos in Simi. There's still a Cocos in Anaheim. God damn. Uh, okay uh, <laughs> not IHOP uh, Hungry Bear Diner nope Boy, I'm I'm showing my uncultured hand real hard Shit. this episode. Uh, Polly's pies. Yeah, I I think you're making things up now. I don't I don't know what that is either. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out too. Damn it! We <laughs> <laughs> <All the laughs> ran out of shitty SoCal chains of breakfast places. Is it all like Waffle House? I know Waffle House. No, yeah. Waffle House is its own magical entity. Mm, it's the closest, true. The closest Waffle House to us right now is in Phoenix. It's true. And it fucking kills me that I have to go six hours to Waffle House because Waffle House is my favorite. It's thing the in greatest the thing that's ever happened. To First me. job I ever had was at Waffle House. Really? Mm-hmm. What did you do? 
I was a waiter, which if you're a waiter at Waffle what that means is you wait the tables, you bust the tables, you mop the floors, you do the sweeping. Um, if it's a waffle, you make the waffles. The cooks don't make them. We do. Mm. You have I to make all that. the like pre-prepped things like salads. So basically everything except for putting the thing on the grill and then taking it off the grill and putting it on the plate. Literally everything else. To I be fair, to I wouldn't trust you to do that either. <laughs> What's your wa- – I know everybody has like a super specific waffle house order once they know that – like because I know mine, it's always pecan waffle, over easy eggs, bacon, toast, and a side – of T-Bone because Waffle House is the only place in the world where I get a side of an entree. Yeah, real quick though, how you do, how you fuck with your hash browns? Oh, I have to get them uh, in the ring, uh, oh, a whoa. little bit more crispy, and then smothered and covered. Yeah, I usually do smothered, covered, and chunked. Oh, you get um, chunked? Yeah, I do chunked sometimes. Chunked, that's tomato, that, right? No, chunked is uh, ham. Yeah, ham, that's ham. right, that's right. I uh I've been mixing it up lately since they add country style, which is where they put the gravy from the biscuits. Oh yeah, yeah, I fuck with sick. that sometimes, but I uh, usually covered in tops, so chili and cheese. Mm, uh, that's that's good what too. my my dad mm-hmm. does: smothered, covered, and capped. Oh, but, like, capped uh, okay. is mushrooms. Right? Yeah, cause yeah, he loves that mushroom layer. And mm. every time, like my entire family talk, we talk about Waffle House so much. There's a specific cab driver that we always use in Florida, and every time he picks us up, he's like, going to the Waffle House guy? Uh, <laughs> nice. I love Waffle House. It's the greatest. That's the first one I went to is in Florida. It was in Orlando. Uh, it, ours was Tampa. Which one did you work at in North Carolina? I worked at the one in Monkey Junction, which, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's like the, <laughs> the tightest <laughs> one I've ever heard in my oh, I forgot life. that that's a weird thing, huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I lived in a part of Wilmington called Monkey Junction. It was so-called because... There was a gas station in our area where, like, 50 years ago at this gas station, they had a monkey. And, like, it was just, like, their pet hung out. It was, like, their mascot. A gas station monkey. Yeah, it was a gas station monkey. And so, like, just, like. grease monkey. Yo. Yeah, so that, like, couple mile, like, area was Monkey Junction. And that's the Waffle House I worked at. That's tight. Yeah. (laughs) How How close was that to Wilmington? To Wilmington? Yeah. No, it's in Wilmington. Oh, it's in. W- I thought the town was Monkey. Junction. No, there's like a bunch of like small parts of like kind of like, like Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah, okay. just like in LA. Like we still but have like Chatsworth and Canada Park and all and that. And I get that. Goat Alley and yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't keep alligators as pets, Lane. <laughs> 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 yeah, the, the big ones like we had uh, Monkey Junction, um, the downtown area, Carolina Beach. There's some other beaches, like a lot of people who are from Wilmington are going to hear this and they're going to feel very slighted. And I'm sorry, it's just because I'm bad at geography and I didn't hang out at all the places you hung out with. Don't hate me. Sorry. So you're a poser is what you're yes, saying. Yes, I'm a poser. I wasn't actually from Wilmington. Oh, I just pretend to be from shit, there. Oh, shit, dog. <laughs> but, um, I'm, hmm. I'm shocked. Oh, wh- why are I you I actually shocked? don't know. I don't know where any geography is in North Carolina, so it could honestly yeah, be never like been there Phoenix either. being called Eight Mesa. Okay. Uh, well, Wilmington was right on the coast. Um, like, whenever you draw an outline of, of North Carolina, I'm trying to do so that using my hand and drawing it in the air because you can't see my hand at home. Um, whenever you draw it, there's like a very angular part, like kind of a corner. That, sar- that area is all islands. And then like right across it, just like a little... Like the hamburger sh- restaurant. Like what? <laughs> like the hamburger restaurant? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Continue. Um, there's, yeah, these little islands, and that's like where Carolina Beach is, and you cross the bridge, and once you've crossed that bridge, that's where you get to where I am, which is in Monkey Junction, and like, so there's like, like a little bit of like a, like a lake area, and then you cross the bridge, and then you're on the beach. Like, from where I lived, I could ride my bike to the beach. This is how little 
I know about this part of the country. I did not know the Carolinas had access to the beach mm-hmm. until this year. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. If you just <laughs> drove east right now and just don't stop until you hit the ocean, you'll be in my neighborhood, basically. Have Have you even like Have you been to the south at all? I've been to the south, just not in the Carolinas. Like okay. I've been in more swamp areas in the south. Uh, okay, all so right. like Louisiana and Florida. Gotcha. And the the more humid swampy so sort of like closer. the south like west portion yeah like to the Gulf the of Mexico east west, east, mm. east west yeah like that area <laughs> east, but like southeast there we go when you go towards the Carolinas and that area I've never been there and I I had no idea I know nothing I absolutely know nothing other than there's a <laughs> north and a south one mm-hmm. and what I hear on the news that's all I know about the Carolinas which is why I'm fascinated I'm to okay know more. I know oysters are a thing. They are they, they, um, they are a big deal. Yes. Um, that's uh, Carolina's a big oh, I thing. I love me an oyster. Yeah, 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 super big over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one thing that always sucked for me growing up there is that I was never a big beach guy, and I really wasn't a seafood guy. Really? And so there's tons of seafood everywhere. My mom loves it. I don't. In fact, I turns out I'm allergic to shrimp, crab, and lobsters. Ooh. Not Aww. all shellfish, just specifically those three. I'm allergic to that chemical that makes them turn red when you cook them. <laughs> You know what? That's not uncommon. Oh, okay. Uh, I I grew up Oceanside, too, but I ended up loving shellfish, but specifically raw ones because people can fuck it up so easily. But yeah. I recently ate so many oysters, and I got oyster juice in my eye. I kept thinking, like, is my eye pregnant with an oyster? <laughs> I, I got into, like, a weird panic about it. But you weren't, like, a surf kid? No, no. I, I did some wakeboarding, but that was about it. Um, with surfing, I've tried it a bunch. My track record is the first time I ever tried to surf, I stood up, and it was awesome, and I felt like the king of the ocean, and then I never stood up on a board again, no matter how hard I tried. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like a lifetime of trying, that, that yeah, I couldn't do it again. That, that, the last time I went surfing was in Hawaii when I was in high school, and like I basically was so sick like the second I got to Hawaii, but I was just mm. like, no, I'm on the North shore. I got to surf. And <laughs> you go in there and I was, I like got to the shore and like almost passed out. Like I couldn't stand. We Oof. almost lost out. you to the sea. Yeah. <laughs> no. There's like a photo. Cause there was a guy there with like a high speed camera taking pictures of everybody. And there was a photo of my brother, like getting up and triumphantly surfing. And if you look in the background, as he gets up, you see me slowly eat shit into the water <laughs> and like the last like photo in it like the board is hitting where my head was because the board hit me in the top of the head no! <laughs> yes yeah, somewhere out there my mom has a picture of me uh surfing air quotes um it's such a cartoon picture because it's just a picture of a wave and then just a board flying in the air above the wave and the leash under the wave so like clearly i've just eaten shit and there's no sign of me there's just a board in the air <laughs> <laughs> Something about growing up in beach cities and not surfing, strangers just always want to get into it with you. Oh, yeah, I grew totally. up in Orange County, and if yeah. I say I never surfed, it's just like, you don't surf? How have you never surfed? How are you not surfing? Yeah, it gave me a very weird relationship with the band Sublime, because like, my <laughs> my band of bully <laughs> always listen to Sublime. So like I just think of that as like, those are, that's sea jock music. <laughs> sea jock music. <laughs> smell that in the air? <laughs> smell that salt? You smell that coconut? You hear the sound of a beating hacky sack? That's a sea jock. <laughs> He's got uh, those red eyes like a doll's eyes. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> he doesn't practice Santeria. 
<laughs> he ain't got no crystal ball. It's just crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> also worth noting that song, he mentions he doesn't cry when his dog runs away. What? What's wrong with you? Because Lou always comes back. Oh, because he comes back? Is that what it is? I thought he just didn't care. No, it's because Lou always comes back. I mean, being from Southern California, as Vanessa knows, you like have to study sublime in high school as part of history. Uh, And his name is Lou Dog. I know Mm -hmm. that Lou Dog briefly disappeared. I know that Lou came back. Mm -hmm. Uh, I... Died I in 2001. Learn. He's a national hero. Yeah. Uh, see, hero. I, I thought he was just a bad dog owner. He's like, ah, I lost my dog. Oh, yeah. well, he I didn't dog care. with him on every tour. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Lou had a better life than most of the band Sublime. Significantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Lou is a goddamn prince. <laughs> hero of Southern California. Even if you don't like Sublime, Lou Dog is... Lou Dog is our... Lou Dog has replaced... Uh, and there it goes. Clint Eastwood yeah. as our as our as our California treasure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I can dig that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> we're gonna make his. We're gonna make that dog corpse mayor. <laughs> I mean, really, there should just be a statue erected to his honor. Like Hachi, mm-hmm. like Hachi yeah. in Japan. There should just be a Lou dog mm-hmm. waiting for his Ruka. It's separate <laughs> to the Bradley Knoll statue, I'm sure. There's just a different <laughs> one for Lou Dogs. Lou Dog didn't die until 2001. Yeah, Lou um, Dog outlived Bradley. Absolutely, he did. Hmm. So it's like a reverse Leica situation. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. The human was the Leica. <laughs> uh, how long did you live in North Carolina? Uh, from the ages five to uh, just before I turned twenty, so about fifteen. So years. pretty much all of your like important yeah. upbringings. Absolutely. What do you feel like people get wrong about North Carolina all the time? Well, the media assumption is like conservative and like hickish, but like. Well, we can start with ha- the accent that I don't have. So, mm-hmm. like, right there, immediately, there's a misconception that needs to be thrown away. I mean, a lot of North Carolina is, like, you know, very traditional Southern mm-hmm. kind of conservative. Really but rural. Wilmington was, it was a beach and it was a film town. Like, Dawson's Creek was filmed there. Is there really? a college there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, UNCW. So it's a yeah. yeah it's okay, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right in the middle of, like, college uh-huh. basketball mecca, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Duke and, um, and, and NC State. NC State, yeah. And, and UNC I, and all that. Yeah, so I just saw a lot of varying angry people wearing slightly different shades of blue for, like, yeah. every sports season. I'll um, do it. But, yeah, uh, it's like it was a pretty artsy town. Like, I. It was a little bit of like a liberal hub in the middle of like a pretty, because like yeah, I'll say it. Uh, the rest of the state, a lot of it is kind of a garbage fire. Mm-hmm. It's a very pretty place, but like a lot of like a conservative garbage fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair, but I I do kind of think the South gets unfairly singled out a lot for being like. I mean, obviously, like there's places in the South that are garbage, but yeah, like, yeah. but like. I also feel like we, especially like you know us on the left coast here, like you know, you know, I've never been to any either of the Carolinas. Mm-hmm. Um, so all as I, you know, there's you and fucking that one chef from that episode of Parts Unknown, um, <laughs> and Sean Brock. Yeah, there we go. Um, Sean Brock does actually a very beautiful job of illuminating mm-hmm. the gorgeous things yeah. about the South. But like, I because I I love the South. Like, yeah, like, no, there's like a lot New Orleans of is one of my favorite places in the world. Like, I think that New that Orleans is pure magic. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that there's a lot of really really beautiful places. Like, I love Tennessee. It's another yep. great one. Um, and 
I feel like it's just, you know, just a lot of the annoying, you know, jerk-offs just, are, you know, have the loudest voice. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. I, I just think that, like, it's especially... the vocal minority. Yeah, and it's just... I, I wouldn't even necessarily go that far, because, like, I think the reputation is a little bit deserved, but I just think it's not as much as yeah. we'd all like to believe. It's way easier for us to say, like, the South is all just a bunch of yeah. racist rednecks. Exactly, because, um, like, no, like, living in North Carolina, like, that's where I found out about, like, a lot of the deeper cut, like, punk stuff, you know? Right. Or like, like, is there a punk scene in North Carolina? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's how I ended up being the weirdo I am today. I know Raleigh in South Carolina. Raleigh's South Carolina, right? No, it's North. It's, I, I know Raleigh, that's where like a lot of punk rock in the South is originally from, because that's where like yeah, Conformity yeah. is from and all that shit. Kind yeah, of shit. A lot oh, shit. Of, and a lot of like, like yeah, there's like Southern metal, but like also a lot of like stoner metal coming yeah, from that. the area. I remember one time I saw this documentary where they were talking about and they were, I think they were interviewing a guy from Weed Eater. And he just real slow goes, yeah, I don't know, just something about that southern cooking. It's like you pour some grits on, and then you just play real slow. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt That's so right. So right. <laughs> so right, just like the coolest person that ever exists. Right? Uh, how old were you when you got into the punk scene? Uh, I started getting to punk when I was like 13 or so, maybe 12. Because like, it started with like being like every kid, being really into System of a Down, Linkin Park, and then that turned into getting into AFI, and then that turned into being 13 and being asked to go to a show, and there was like a, a ska festival uh, at a place called Lucky's Pub. What year roughly was this? This was around 2003, I want to say. Okay. So um, you're, that's like the peak of, of ska's powers. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, although that show misled me because uh, while it was a really fun show, um, like our our local uh, ska band, the, the Mad Hatters, was like the headliner band from like up in New York called Daily's Gone Wrong came down along with a band from Richmond, Virginia called Neighborhood Friendly. And like it changed my life and it was super fun. And there's like all this like skanking in circle pits. And if someone falls over, you pick them up. And I feel like I was lied to because I never went to another show that was like that again. From then <laughs> on, it was just guys going. Well, the thing is, was and then breakdowns. And if you fall down, yes, we're going to stomp on you. The, the thing is, though, about that time, because like you have 2003, which is sort of like the end of ska. Yeah. And then you have 2004, which is basically like the birth of all like the MySpace metalcore shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and the millionaires. Yeah. Or in, just like. Yeah. <laughs> Or like the Linden murder, just like shitty, like bro hardcore. Yeah, that yeah, like yeah. Just made everyone, including myself, hate hardcore for like ten years. Yeah, and like um, I kept going to those shows all the time. Like I practically lived at Lucky's, and I would just go because it's like, well, fuck it. This is the closest thing I have to what I actually listen to. Like, mm-hmm. I was at home like listening to like the Locust and like, uh, l- like just a bunch of like angry screamy stuff. Nation of Ulysses, like a lot of early hardcore. And then I go out to see, and there's just some guy, open up this fucking pit! Ah, Tanuki's joining! <laughs> and then, like, five giant dudes punch me in the face. But yeah, I still just right. went, because, like, I don't know, there was, like, a weird catharsis to it. Uh, Lucky's actually shut down. Now it is a legal firm. That's a bummer. No. Oh, so, sorry, off, off topic really quick. I couldn't see what it was, but something's in where the cobalt used to be. Really? Yeah, I just drove by it, I think, last weekend. Um, and there's something there now, and it's huh. it's probably something incredibly like awful. It's like a legal office, I'm sure, or something. Yeah, because like, like d- that's just like what you do. You shut down the punk venue. You open up the lawyer shop. Mm-hmm. What <laughs> drew you to the hardcore scene? Like, what about it filled the need that you weren't having had met? Um, 
Well, part of it was a bit of a boredom because, like, a lot of stuff, like, if you're not a beach bum, like, Wilmington won't have that much to offer you mm-hmm. when you're young. Uh, so it was, like, that thing of, like, well, I'm young. I'm mad at the world. I feel alienated at school. I don't get along with these, like, stoner bros. I don't – I don't know. I'm, I'm sad and I'm angry. How do I turn that into something? And then I discovered, like, the punk scene. We're like, oh, we're all sad and angry, and we're all beating each other up. But, like, like in a brotherly way, like, it, it was a way to bond. Like hockey fights. Yeah, it was like a tribal thing almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's definitely, like, it's de- like that whole, like, especially when you're a teenager and, like, you know, teenage. I don't want to go into gender stuff too much, but just as a teenage boy, you just have so much anger and rage that you have oh, constantly. no because idea what to do told, with. Like, you can't feel feelings. It's yeah, gay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. And, and me being a little, like, closeted boy in Wilmington, like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And I definitely get that because that's, that's definitely something that, like, brought me to punk rock was it was just like oh a, a chance to show emotion and not be called you know gay exactly <laughs> yeah. you know? exactly and so i definitely can understand like just the whole you know because especially like you know the first time i saw like a crazy hardcore pit like i was just like well that doesn't look fun at all <laughs> um and then i went in it and i was just like oh this oh, is the this best is time the in the world and no one here actually no everyone is mad but no one's mad at anyone in particular it's just sort of this like weird kind of just like ocean of like anger and emotion yeah this is kind of shared to this day like even though like i'm now old enough that falling over hurts and i don't just bounce up anymore Mm -hmm. and like sometimes my like my joints hurt and stuff so like i'm not in the pit anymore but if i'm like at a hardcore show now like i won't get in the pit but i will sit in the front and just be smiling like wildly the whole time because it's like i remember what it felt like to be like that energetic and that alive and it meant something you know it's i, I always remember cause my favorite thing was just being like just in the front row of the the ocean of people as you were kind yeah. of swaying like singing along to every every word like mm-hmm. that was that was always more of my jam than like the pit itself Seeing yeah i feel that everybody else experiencing the same thing as you mm-hmm. is a special kind of magic that exists on earth because yeah. i remember the first time being in a sea of people and like i i hate crowds and i hate being touched but something so comforting about screaming the same song and just being like yeah. shoulder to shoulder with someone and you're all just kind of tumbling and you don't really care and there's dirt in your teeth, mm-hmm. but you're just getting out the shit that you haven't been able to vent, especially when you're, because a lot of people, their intro to it is when, they're in a, you're, when you're a teenager and yeah. you don't have an outlet for that kind of thing. And it's the first time where you're like, I feel like a legitimate renegade in that I'm actually allowing myself to feel. Like, yeah. I know for me, it's just, like, it was almost, like, I remember the, f- the first show I went to, like, it almost felt like I was, like, oh, this is what being, like, a person feels like. Yeah. Like, because yeah. it's just, like, I can actually, like, there's people around me who, like, I, you know, we're connecting on a level that's, you know, not just, like, oh, I like skateboarding. Or, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's, it, and it's not even just, like, a band thing. It's just, like, being able to get this, like, anger and emotion out that, like, I feel like anyway is really hard to at- articulate for any person, let alone a teenager. And, and being able to experience that and go through it, like, with all these people who, you know, a lot of them you'll never even see again. Like, it's just something that you just, you know, it's it just kind of totally jumpstarts you. It, like, yeah. gets you going in a way that, like, few other things really have ever, like, been it's able to get you to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there might be a trend of repression in the South that can attract someone to the hardcore scene? 
I think that is probably part of it. I think that's very fair because a lot of the craziest punk bands and hardcore bands from the 80s were from the South. Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely a thing because, like, yeah, like, it's... I think a great way to look at it is, like, um, if you look at power violence, like, there's a little bit of a power violence scene there, and I've never seen, like, someone who was a part of that scene that did not look like they just get picked on all the time. Yeah. Like, like it was the scene for the freaks. It was, like, the one place where you're allowed to say what you want to say mm-hmm. and, like, the world isn't going to kick your ass for it. Because, unfortunately, like, yeah, although I talked about Wilmington being more liberal than a lot of North Carolina, I did still very much have to spend a, most of my time in, like, middle and high school going, like, hey, quit being homophobic. Hey, mm-hmm. gay people are people. St- stop saying that word. Like, there was still a lot of that. I can imagine, like... No, it's it's it definitely is like a thing where it's just like I think where you're just like, okay, normal people have to get over something to listen to this. Mm-hmm. And there's like a comfort in just like the whole things of just like, oh, everyone's fucked up like me here. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's it's just that thing of like other people think this is noise and garbage and good. It's mm-hmm. not for you. Yeah. You know? This is to keep you out. Yeah. This is how yeah. this is the secret code. This no, is the This wall the of sound shape. is my shield. No, there, yeah. there's a quote in the documentary American Hardcore where this guy's just like normal people never listen didn't listen to hardcore and we liked it that way. You exactly. can have your Fleetwood Mac, you can have your Eagles and Beatles and all that shit. Um, but you can't like this music or be really into this music or go to these shows unless you are willing to cross a divide. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're willing to cross that divide, then it, chances are you're probably going to get along with those people. Mm-hmm. But like, if you aren't willing to do that, then it's just not for you. So just go home. Yeah. Oh, that was the unfortunate thing with Wilmington is that like, they're like it was still a lot of, like the weirdos, but like you had to go into very specific scenes to find like the right kinds because during that time like most of the scene was just like it was metalcore so we're hearing a lot of breeze we're hearing a lot of like beat down like gang yells going like fuck the room up or like something like that and everyone's just beating the shit out of each other and it's not in that friendly way like there was there was definitely a lot of like very jockey people who were involved who were just in because they were mad but not necessarily because of oppression but because they just fuck it I just want to hit some stuff like I'm a bully break shit exactly there was a lot of that too well and also because this is like 2003-2004 so this is really music in the internet age at its infancy yeah so like getting a lot of like job for a cowboy evergreen terrace kind of stuff well it's like back then you couldn't really like there wasn't really like oh I can go onto this Facebook group and find like indie rock shows or like I can find like you had to go to hardcore shows or whatever was the bigger scene that you were around, and then you'd meet individual people at those shows and then find subgroups from there. Exactly, Not in the same way today where you can find, this is a power violence scene, this is a hardcore scene, this is a folk punk scene. Yeah. Something about finding those little branched out events too, like not the ones that are advertised, but you met a guy at a place that you went to through a different guy, and then all, because the first time I got to experience something like that in Los Angeles was I took an Uber and this guy had a divine tattoo in his arm and I was like sick divine tattoo and he goes yeah I feel like a lot of drag stuff now like puts all the focus on passing and femininity and I'm really into that kind of stuff we start talking and he goes well I kind of do drag too but it's really different and it's kind of upsetting do you want to check it out I'm like absolutely 
the second you said yeah. kind of upsetting. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm give already. Me the that, that, that was the buzzword for me, too. <laughs> and so he goes, all right, go to this address on this day and say this word at the door. And I'm like, there's a code. Yes. Whoa, this is everything that I've ever dreamed of. Uh, the code was a John Waters movie. It was a uh, female trouble or female yes. panic, whatever it was. Mm. Uh, and so I get there and it's this person's. Uh, it's clearly like a living room where all of the neighbors have stopped caring about the chaos that goes in there. Right. Uh, and there is a drag hardcore band. Uh, everybody is just crusty and grungy and there's no emphasis on passing. They're just like thrilled from the gender fuck of it all. And then the nice. next person goes up is a drag act who, if I can find this performer, uh, <laughs> find them for me. The, uh, she called herself Ursa Major. Nice. Uh, had like a had like a thug life tattoo, nice. on, like all across the chest, That's tight. and just like neck to, and the act was basically, they would dance to music, and you would take a staple gun, and the higher the dollar count, oh, you, I remember you told me about this. The more sensitive where you can staple. <laughs> So, so like a dollar was on the arm and like five was closer to the chest and like you could do like 20 around the face mm-hmm. or like 50 like on the at like on the, so ass, the yeah. higher it was the more sensitive you can go and it was fucking insane because there's just all of these people in like this weird giddy hedonistic display just stapling dollars to this drag queen <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god as this person's just like beaming because they're in the den of their freaks like just so <laughs> excited <laughs> just the happiest that's person so covered tight. in staples that's so just tight. blood and staples and just like i'm home <laughs> it was it was one of those beautiful oh, perfect man. you can only find word of mouth moments that's tight that's really yeah, tight. that's really cool <laughs> holy shit <laughs> <laughs> i feel like if i walked in and saw that i'd be like okay well i'm gonna pull out 20 and I'm just gonna hand you. I don't really want to staple you, but I admire what you are doing so much. Good job. I'm too someone squeamish. Else, you, you, I'll someone else wants someone to do line. it. <laughs> I know I do it. <laughs> you <fully laughs> totally do it. Just twenty to the cheek. I don't know if I go twenty, but I do. I do five bucks on like the nip. Well, yeah. I think yeah. I, I think I'd have to like watch. I think I'd have to see her being happy about it, and once I see she's happy, then I think I'd be like, all right, fine, I'll staple one. Well, it's because I remember I I got um, in high school, I think it was when it was, like, some semblance of, like, a bet. I don't even remember what it was for, what amount it was for, or anything like that, but, like, at one point, someone was just, like, staple, like, your arm or something, and I did it, and it, like, kind of hurt for a second, um, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, this doesn't really hurt that much. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. I've done all that. the fear is gone. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. this really doesn't hurt that much because there's not enough st- surface area on a staple for it to really cause a lot of pain. Yeah, that's true. So I'm going to poise this next question uh, on a different tangent in the weirdest way possible. You're on a bike in Wilmington and you're nine years old. Where do you pedal to? <sighs> um, well, realistically, like, I what would are your just kid sticker. Um, <laughs> that would be a. Uh, you go down my neighborhood, and then, you know, you you go left out of my driveway, and then you take another left, and then next thing you know, you're at this area where they're still building houses, because mm. my, my neighborhood wasn't done being constructed, so these big old sand dunes, and that's where you get into the dirt clod fights and stuff like that, that's or, tight. or like, one of the sand dunes, uh, clearly, like, they had dug out half of it, so it was just, like, a sand cliff, so you could just jump up jump off and it's like a 15 foot drop but you're just landing in soft sand so we would like jump off and do flips and stuff and That's then cool. like take dirt clods from the side of the cliff and throw them at each other and it was 
just the most fun. And my mom always said, like, don't go back there. What if it collapses? You're going to die. And then we go back every day. <laughs> Did it ever You're like, and then Billy no. died. <laughs> it collapsed and, then and, then Billy, and died. Billy died. <laughs> we gather at that spot every year to talk about <laughs> Billy. <laughs> this is a speech I gave at his funeral. <laughs> and we pour out a Yoo-Hoo for him. <laughs> there you go. I've never had a Yoo-Hoo. Oh, man. Yoo-Hoo's were a staple of my diet You're missing out, up. dude. What we, what is tight. What is is it just chocolate milk? It's sort chocolate of, drink. But it's yeah, it's, like it's not made drink. with milk because milk spoils. Yeah, it's like more watery mm-hmm. and also it's almost impossible to drink it without accidentally chugging it. Yeah. Is it fizzy? No. no. It's just Why? delicious. Yeah, it's just Someone super good. Someone get me a Yoohoo. It's just delicious chocolate liquid. All right, yeah, we got we got to teach you some stuff about Yoohoo. Mm, got to fuck with Yoohoo. Uh, what do you what are the current tourist destinations in North Carolina? Like if people go, what are they used to seeing? Um and how do you like well i would recommend well Carolina beach has a uh, going back to a culinary standpoint they have brit's donuts which is this little donut shop where they only sell just one kind of just plain old donuts and they ranked number two in america best donut shop which like how is quincy not gone yeah that's like keep Number two in America at frying fat. Like, that is our specialty, we're culinarily good at speaking. We're fat, and we're good at Oh, frying. America rules at that. So to be number two in America, yeah, they're really good. I had a really fried good. burger this year. Nice. It was a peanut butter jelly burger, too. It was fucking amazing. That's tight as fuck. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, some of the stuff next to Brits is gone now. Um, there was this arcade that was, like, right on the pier. Uh, and so, like, because... It took a while for tobacco laws to catch up. Yeah. I remember being like, you know, 18, chain smoking cigarettes while playing pool and then playing arcade games all while indoors. And I can s- and I'm just sitting above the ocean. Like if I want to, I could just jump out this window and then fall 15 feet and be in the ocean. Damn. Uh, but that place is gone now. It burnt down. And to give you an idea of but the priority, was there a great fire, or is this just like, or, just or do you just live in a spooky town where everything has a haunted story? I mean, there's a little bit of that. I can get into some spooky stories as well. Tight. Um, but yeah, it's funny. I I couldn't remember the name of the arcade, so I looked it up. Like Wilmington, Carolina Beach arcade fire, eh, arcade fire. Anyway, <laughs> hey, they're Canadian. Yeah. Bazingo. Anyway, I <laughs> I looked it up and. There was no name for it. It was just like <laughs> the arcade is gone. Why did you but get good defensive? news? Brits is still here. <laughs> like they cared that little about the arcade. They were just all the Fuck papers the were arcade. like, "Well, the, the donut donuts. place is still here." What would you say, both of you? What would you say is like your arcade game to impress someone? Like you're with a group and you want them to know you are the Mac Daddy of oh, the this specific machine. To in, like genuinely impress somebody, Marvel vs. Capcom two. Uh, either Galaga or Tekken three. Or just any of the Tekkens, really. For sure. Tekken and this one specific game that I can't remember the name of, but I'm, like, fucking great at it. It's a little black dial, and it's different lines, and you have to, like, shoot stuff within the lines, but you can only shoot where you turn the dial. You th- you only have, like, a dial and a button for the whole game. Okay. Uh, it. It's really old, and it's really pretty, and I can't remember what it's called, but hmm. I... I kill it that shit. I just I've been I've been brushing up on a lot of because uh, actually there's this ch- series on Amazon that's just called the video game years. The first seat and it just goes one year at a time. It starts in 1980. It's super sick. They cover everything, um, but they were they have a lot of like put a lot of emphasis on like stuff with like weird controllers and like a lot of stuff uh, with like neat. dials. I love like, anything and with dials. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, that was. Cause I, 
No, centipede was a rolly ball because I like the rolly yeah. ball too. I love um, a rolly ball. I forget what it is because there's. I've definitely I'm seen games that have game the dial. Being a rolly ball, mm-hmm. I've never been good at one. There's the dial a, I like though. Centipede, I was I was decent. At, I had centipede on the first computer my parents mm-hmm. ever had. Like they had a like a yeah. Like I can play Atari centipede suite. like with a mouse, mm-hmm. just not with the uh, the actual arcade format. Mm-hmm. For that matter, I'm gonna change my answer to just Galaga because I'm killer at Tekken when it's a PlayStation. Okay. When it's the actual like arcade buttons, I suck. See, that's Marvel's is Capcom too. I am the exact opposite. Because on a controller, I am garbage. Um, mm. But on the actual like cabinet, I will kill you. Mm. Um, I wish I everything had a cabinet mm, format. I don't too. know what it is when I can integrate like both hands. Separately. I know it's with Street Fighter. They actually have the like the joystick and the button setup yeah, controller that you can so get. Um, like, uh, it's pretty tight. I that one. I've been burned on buying specialty remotes just because I remember all the DDR mats I had. Yeah, I had several as well. (laughs) Uh, What's your favorite hometown story? Like, whenever people ask about where you're from, like, you're ridiculous. Oh, God. Um, (sighs) My favorite hometown story. I mean, I did see you write down haunted meat packing plant. Yeah, I guess I could go there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with the haunted meat packing plant. Yeah, so um, in in like the kind of a almost like outside of where I was in Wilmington, like outside New Hanover County, gained like Ogden area, there is this haunted meat packing plant. It's like five seven like five stories tall, and uh, at some point, the owner's daughter committed suicide by hanging herself in the elevator shaft. Damn. Yeah. Or wait, no, that's not even what it was. No, <laughs> that was hung- a different suicide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got it. No, she hung herself on the third floor, so supposedly you can like feel ghost energy if you're there. A different guy fell down the elevator shaft later that same year. Yo. And so like when you went, like it was all dilapidated. Like one of the walls is just gone, so it's just like a partially deconstructed miniature skyscraper. Dude, that's some spooky shit. Yeah, and so me and a bunch of friends, me and uh, my my buddies. Um, Sean, Tyler, and Mason all went. And uh, then after exploring around there for a bit, we get down. And uh, this is about to get white privilege as fuck, and I'm sorry, Vanessa. Um, <laughs> we we got down to the bomb and came back. And then as soon as I started my car, cop lights sh- turned on. Oh, no. And this cop, he, he said he'd been waiting for us for a while. He said, well, I could feel like... That your car had been started recently, so I figured either you're checking out the meat package. It's like I felt your presence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm a Dragon Ball Z character. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he saw the car and he felt the hood and felt that it was warm. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's like, so I could tell it, like, either these are some kids going to the meat packing plants or you're trying to get frisky with the neighbor's daughters over there. It's his words, not mine. Uh, you are really from like the South. Daughters? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I never met those, those neighbors or their daughters. But that was his daughter's like 46. <laughs> Watch out for the sirens of North Carolina. <laughs> the daughters are actually all in their 40s. Like I'm not really <laughs> sure why he's never updated his information about these daughters. <laughs> well, we know Mildred's been ravaged by time, but her beach game is still on point. Yo. <laughs> I'm literally on your floor laughing. I see it. Oh, he went so red. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then after that, he like asks to see your IDs, and he finds out that Mason had run away from home, 
because that's what kind of guy Mason was. Mason was a scamp. And it's a real Mason move. Yeah, well, pretty much. Like he he's always been a scamp, and I miss the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. He um he was like the kind of guy who was always getting into fights. But you were always on his side. Because it's like, Mason got in a fight again. Oh, geez, again? Well, why? He yelled, don't yell at women like that, and then punched the guy. Okay, well, I support him then. <laughs> it's the kind of guy you know that just like, smashes He's the guy who will punch the Nazi. Them. Yeah. He's like yeah. the liberal bro. Yeah, like, it's, it's okay. essentially. I'm, he, like, I'm into that. He was a crust punk with a heart of gold. Well, it's like, what happened he to your used hand? To literally it's like, change. I punched a car window because there was a dog in it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's done that before, I think. <laughs> um... Yeah, and so he found out about that, and then the cop goes, all right, so you were reported missing. You want to tell your side of the story before I just take you to your mom's house? And Mason kind of explains that his mom's shitty and abusive, and he goes, all right. Kids, we're all going to go to Waffle House. I'm getting you guys some dinner. Mason, put me in touch with someone else in your family so that I can get you safe. And then got in touch with his grandma, and that was good for like a day or two before he ran away again. And then I think he started train hopping for a bit. And, yeah, he, okay. he was a strange transient. Um, he just passed away a few days ago, so I feel like oh, I had to give him a shout-out. Fair enough. Aww. Love you, buddy. Shout-out Mason. Shout-out to Mason. But also, are the memories of your childhood just scorched earth now? Most of them. Let's, <laughs> let's the go down the list. <laughs> let's see. There's also – so Lucky's is gone. That's a law from now. There's the Soapbox, which is in downtown Wilmington, which is – one of the coolest venues because when you walked in, there is a stage like right there and then like a bar. But in the back room, it was a laundromat. And then if you went upstairs, there was another stage. Where that's where like the metal and hardcore bands would so play. So laundry and booze? Laundry and booze Tight. and live music. Because like on the main game. stage, there would be like indie bands or traditional rock bands. Right. Upstairs is hardcore and metal. And downstairs in the cellar would either be stand-up improv or like a goth night that's tight yeah that's fucking that's really dope tight. i want it that in gone. los angeles so sad. oh no <laughs> it was the perfect place uh let's see what else is scorched earth? where do you box. where do you uh so let's say i'm 16 years old okay you're 16 i'm trying to buy cigarettes where's not gonna card me okay well the the kangaroo next to my house, that used to be the case. Okay. Did For they keep a kangaroo there? I wish. No, that's just the name of it. No, there's just a beautiful uh, image of a cartoon kangaroo with boxing gloves on. Yep, that's the one. Um, for a while, the... No, I, that's not real. I just... I'm I don't think there's boxing gloves, but there is a picture. Oh, of is there? Okay, that's tight. Um, I didn't know that for the record. <laughs> <laughs> for a while, there's this place called Level 5. It's uh, the sea stage, and... Although you can no longer go up there, you'd have to, like... Okay, so before I get into where I get the cigarettes exactly, I should paint you a little bit of a picture of downtown. Downtown Wilmington is a lot like the downtown of any place, and it's, like, this is where, like, the nightlife is bustling, there's clubs and all that stuff. But also, this is from... This downtown was made before the Civil War, so there's still cobblestone streets. Oh, that's tight. And, like, the tallest building is maybe five stories. And so, like just ancient architecture everywhere and if you go like just outside of like the district where it's like shops and like clubs and stuff like that you get these like old style like southern mansions down the street so you go into one of those old buildings one of the the ancient time skyscrapers if you will and uh level five i don't think they do improv anymore the sky touchers yes (laughs) the sky gentle touchers touchers. (laughs) um you go up to level five, and they used to do improv there. I don't think they do anymore, but I think the area's still there. And they had, like, old school, like, 
cigarette vending machines. Oh, I love those. So we still have there. it in Fullerton. And so, yeah, yeah, there's like, a couple of places in LA. That I, I had friends who, like, they were 16. That's how they got smokes was the vending machine. Yep. Dude, I was actually I was in Echo Park a couple of weeks ago, and there was a bar directly across the street from the Cha Cha Lounge. Um, that actually that actually sold camel reds for cheaper than like any what? like because it was just a flat seven dollar or no it was eight dollars for cigarettes. Oh, that's crazy! And you could buy camel reds there for eight bucks, and those are like ten bucks pretty much everywhere else. Oh my god! <laughs> you found the holy grail if I still smoked. Yeah, dude. Uh, those are my treat cigarettes. That's why I don't get them all the time. I feel that. Days. I feel that. Yeah. So for those of who haven't uh, heard Brian's stand up before. Uh, He's a delightfully absurd comic. I once <laughs> heard uh, a news story about how new Furbies were quietly whispering that they wanted to be fucked. <laughs> and I just assumed that was like a Brian bit that he had like made up that headline or I'm something. I'm so bad I didn't write that. <laughs> so you're an absurd comic and your your comedic tastes are very silly and out there. Do you feel like North Carolina shaped you in some way in that direction? Um, A little bit. Um. Well, I think it all started with um, when I was in in middle school. I was in this play. It, the play was that it was about a tongue twisting competition, and I had to play like the the game show host. So I wore these like bright ass loud suits, had my hair slicked back, and always talk like this. You know, like that kind of thing. And so for a lot of high school, I realized like, well, if I don't relate to people on certain things. Maybe if I'm just real loud and weird. And, like, that was, like, how I got by. I was just going, like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep staying weirder than people because, like, this is just how I survive. Because everyone thinks I'm awkward otherwise, so fuck it. I'll just own it. I feel like that's a lot of comics from the South that I've met as well. And there's something kind of beautiful where it's, like, this warm, dreamy kind of climate and a little hint of repression breathes... These wonderful weird <laughs> bozos that come out of there. Um, I can see that. One thing I always like to ask before we wrap up an episode is, why should someone visit North Carolina, and what kind of mindset do you think they should go in when they visit? Um, I would visit North Carolina if you want to go on, on like a summer vacation. The beaches there are great, especially because we get our water from like coming up from Mexico as opposed to here where it's coming down from Alaska. So in the summer, beach park, it's like mid-70s. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've even seen the beach, like the water be at 80, like practically bath, you know? Perfect. Also, um, BT Dubs, we get a lot of our water from the Colorado River. Say again? Colorado River is where we get most water. Oh, uh, okay. It's California. Brian <laughs> doesn't know where water comes from. That's true. That's Mulholland. Is who did that? That's Mulholland ah. Drive. I don't remember his first name, but Mulholland is who I believe he designed the aqueduct, or at the very least, he paid for I'm it. I'm gonna have some oh, guy crazy. come in and talk about that soon. But yeah, I think I think Wilmington is ideal for if you want to relax at the beach, but also want to take in some history because like there's a lot of historic sites there. Like this is like a lot of, like old America territory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's good for like. A place to like relax and like don't expect to be going on like roller coasters and doing like the thrill seekery vacation stuff, but go f- if you just want to relax. That sounds nice. I yeah, like, like everything's people are nicer there, people are more polite, and it's, things just kind of move slower in a way that's really nice. Well, I, th- I think that's why I've kind of always loved the South. Is that yeah, like because like, it's it's 
because like with Los Angeles, like we're so not New York in the yeah. sense that like we do kind of like a little things to go at a little bit of a slower pace. We're not quite as uptight. Like, and, yeah. And I definitely feel a tiny bit of kinship with the South in that same way where it's just kind of like slow down, and just enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And, and in a lot of ways, like when I first moved out here, like Los Angeles kind of did feel like New York to me because I was used to that Southern hospitality. Like you see right. a stranger on the street, you say, hi, how are you? And then, oh, good. Good to see you. And like that, that was a stranger that you just had that conversation with while walking out here. Like for the first couple of months, like I would do that. I'd say hi to strangers. And then they would either look at me like I was stupid or they would flinch and make the don't mug me face. Yeah. And then I'd feel real confused. But now I've acclimated. Now whenever I go back to Wilmington, a stranger will say hi to me. And my immediate, like, gut instinct is to think, what do they want from me? And, like, LA's gotten to me. You guys made me cynical. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we do. Uh, Either of y'all got a little love letter sign-off for the South in general? Um... I think that was kind of it. Just, uh, I miss you, North Carolina. You folks are so nice, except for the racists. <laughs> except for, but I feel like you can say that about every yeah. state. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. all great, except for the racist ones. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I miss your Southern hospitality, and I miss the Southern cooking. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. God, do I miss, yeah. like, actual, I know what I'm doing, Chris. Oh, my God, yeah. 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 Oh, my God, I miss it so much. Just all of the butter. Uh-huh. All of the good things. Cornbread that isn't a fucking pastry. Here's here's my thing. Two words, one swear word in the middle. Bloody fucking Marys. Can't Only get them good, good out here. in the South. Can't oh get them good in the God. Northeast. <laughs> Can't get them good in the South, in the Southwest. You're the only person I know that shares this sentiment Yeah, dude. I Bloody didn't Marys know that. Are Bloody Marys are fucking garbage outside of the South. Like, if you no had shit, a... Yeah, I mean, dude. I moved, I moved here when I was 20, so I've never had a... Dude. I've never had Bloody Mary from... I don't because I don't care for Bloody Marys, but when I'm in New Orleans, I'm gonna have three Bloody Marys in the morning, and I'm gonna get fucking shit hammered. Oh yeah, dude. There's celery salt and there's Worcestershire, and Uh, there's like other than just celery. It's not just red horseradish. Yeah, it's Bloody Marys in the South are like a notch above all. Oh yeah. Where it's just kind of like, oh, this is our vodka that we infuse with peppercorn Mm -hmm. in the back, where it's just sitting on a windowsill and gaining God's love. Yeah. Bloody Marys in the South are perfect. Yeah, it's insane. Nice. I'm excited to find out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, clearly visit the South. There's a lot of stereotype that goes with it. Some of it earned, but it's it, it's a beautiful place where you can slow down a little bit. Uh, where can the people find y'all? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cryinbox. But honestly, just find me on Facebook, Brian Cox. I never use my Instagram or Twitter. Uh, also, you can find my... my c- Sort of comedy page, uh, Castle Wolfen Show on Facebook. You can also message me through there. And hey, since you're probably going to be listening to this in the morning of Wednesday, uh, Castle Wolfen Show is happening today. So I hope you stop by. Come to Castle Wolfen Show if you're in Los Angeles. It's super dope. It is tight. Uh, where can people find you, Casey? Um, I'm on Instagram as FinkFinkSantiago, hashtag Princess Mugs. Um, <laughs> that's my shit. Um, but uh, that's that, and then Twitter is PTRKC, but I don't use it that often. And then just Casey Clark, K-A-S-E-Y, Clark spelled the usual way on Facebook. That's probably the, the best way. Awesome. The downloadable map will be available soon. Uh, and until then, take a walk and slow down. I love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.